You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Uh, My name is Rusty. This is episode number 115. And sitting with me in this room are the same guys we had on last time. Uh, so to my right, Dutchie, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, kicking along. Uh, over there is Andy. What's happening, mate? A uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that. Very yep. uh, specific of yep. you. Good. And uh, sitting across from me, Bronte, what's going on, mate? Yeah, pretty well, Rusty. Uh, just enjoying a nice refreshing beverage as oh, we good. get ready to talk some guns. Good. Well, I'm glad that soda water's gone down very well for you, mate, because, you know, clearly we wouldn't drink on a podcast. That's That would be... That Irresponsible, be, wouldn't it? <laughs> absolutely, which is uh, was actually the um, the subtitle for our podcast, the Precision Shooting Podcast. Irresponsible. Anyway, good. Uh, anyone been shooting? Yes. Yeah. Also not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. From that side of the table, tell us about it, Bronny. Uh, I uh, I took the opportunity on Anzac Day to get out for a shoot. So wonderful. Um, went down to a, a mate's private range, and he's got a. Mighty impressive setup, I must say. So, mm-hmm. a couple of guys that have probably been on the show a few times. Um, Steve from Precision Rifle Products, Products and yep. uh, Nick from Ignition Custom oh, yeah. out there as well. Dropping so, all the names there. Yeah, oh, yeah, all the, the OG. <laughs> um, yeah, so a bit of fun there. So, I went to his first range and sort of did a bit of load development stuff and then went to his second range for a bit of extended range stuff, which was pretty good fun. So mm, Very good. So yeah, managed to get on to the to the mile in four rounds, and the third one missed by not very much. So mm-hmm. pretty happy with that. Yeah, happy. Day. What, what were you running for that? Just the six five Super LR. Okay. Yep. So just the one forty RDFs and running about sort of twenty seven fifty ish feet per second. Yeah, smashing it. Yeah, it got out there pretty well. It was pretty uh, pretty chop. But the wind was sort of chopping and changing from. From behind and wouldn't was, wouldn't have it any other way, would you? Ah, uh, no, nah, it's no fun <laughs> if it's blowing constant in the same direction. No, that's right, Andy. What about you, mate? Tell us your stories. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, went over to York Peninsula to catch up with a mate over uh, the Easter break. Yeah, uh, right. Nice. Just the the one night, so we went it out. We went out uh, chasing some foxes and mm-hmm. looking for rabbits. Um, but you often hear rumours: don't bother going out at Easter because it's full moon, and it was definitely. What? Full moon. Uh, really? Yeah. And it was quiet? Yeah, it was really quiet. I think we saw about two pups, mm-hmm. um, only got the one, and then one rabbit. Wow. It was rather uneventful. Dutchie, we used to specifically go out of our Easter to smash bunnies, and we were generally quite successful with it. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we just had full moon. Yeah, um, right. Not okay. a little bit of wind, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I thought we had consecutive weekends of. Yeah, two hundred plus. Relics. Yeah, we, we we did on we did pretty Easter, well on Easter. Mm. I'll see you next Easter. <laughs> oh, you, you're not invited. Yeah, I was oh. going to say. <laughs> you, why do you think there's so many there? We don't invite anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, you you clearly have a a bad omen for uh, for an Easter shoot. Ronnie, you've been Easter shooting before. Is it does it work for you, or are you in the Andy category? Oh uh, no, no. Any day's a good day for shooting. <laughs> okay, good, good. As long as you get out. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. But on, on the bright side, it was the first time. Well, the very bright side because it's full yes. moon. <laughs> yeah, right. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't got the uh, the no. um, um, sound effect this time. Sorry. 
that's all right. You're we, doing well. We tried to we tried to lessen the sound effects we were using. Um, didn't I didn't actually get a complaint from the from that episode where we filled it with sound effects, but um, good. not sure I want to push the luck too much. Still plenty, anyway, plenty of time. Plenty, <laughs> it's plenty of time. It's early days so far on the show. Um, yeah. So on the on the full moon bright side. Yep. Um, was the first night I was able to get my partner out spotlighting with us. So nice. Just sort of. And like, she enjoyed I, it. She enjoyed most of it. Yes. Except for those two occasions where the little thing. Passed away, but um, <laughs> well, projectiles <laughs> they pass through the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, I think I think she uh, she thought it was different from what she had in her mind. Yeah, okay. But in terms of like getting a new person out there who's not really into hunting, it was a good <laughs> good time because we didn't get much. Dutchy, I remember the first time your missus came out for a uh, spotlight. Though. That was pretty wild. Do you remember that? No, he's looking blank. He's trying to back. Okay, I'll remind you of the story. Uh, she, I think we shot something and she was really excited. I'm, oh, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Oh, let me do it. So the first thing she pulled up on was a hair and she split its head in two parts. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a night of butterfly shot. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one where uh, basically took out all the guts of the, uh, the, the head out and just end up with these two flappy bits with an ear on each end. That looks like a butterfly, hence the name yeah. butterfly shot. Yeah. It was, uh, she thoroughly enjoyed it. Dude, she probably should get out again sometime. I remember that now, yeah. You do remember it? Yeah. yeah well, after I've, I've just told you all the story, I'm sure you do. Anyway, we uh, have some new products to talk about. The NRA meetings are on uh, over in the US, which is sort of the other big gun show that happens outside of shot. And uh, they often, you know, often companies, if they're not ready for shot to release something, they do release it at the NRA meetings. So... Do you guys see any particular things that are come out over there? I've got a list, but we'll see what you remember. The ATIP. I mean, that's just going to be the butt of all jokes for a while, surely. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the naming of that. I'm sure the engineers had a bit of a laugh to the themselves. The Hornady ATIP. Yeah, just the tip. Just the ATIP. Just the tip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just so that would be an interesting projectile. Mm. I guess it's T- potentially going to be... Tell uh, us about it, Bronte. Tell us. The, give wow. us the marketing spiel. Oh, I didn't really read the marketing spiel. I just read the comments because they were pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but it was essentially along lines of, in, you know, a Hornady, new Hornady projectile. It appears to be a slightly different profile to their um, ELDE M X pro- okay. uh, projectiles. Yep. Um, but obviously probably the most notable is the polymer tip has been replaced with a aluminium tip. Yeah. Which I reckon there was a bullet on the market a while ago that had that. Um there have Alco? been, yeah, Alco is one Alco, of them. Alco, that's the one. There's another bullet on the market that's had an aluminium tip for a long time. Well, yeah, the big big 50 BMG. Yeah, the Hornady Amex. <laughs> wow, yeah, but the, the 50. The, 50s. For the 50s. Yeah, yep. that's right. So when I saw it, I'm like, well, they're just other variants of that projectile. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? Is this, I mean, these guys have been doing that for years. I mean, Hornady are good at hype videos. So I don't know if you guys watched their, uh, their video, but it was all... Like uh, something's coming in, in a few days, et cetera, et cetera. And then they launched it. It was all like amazing and new and brand, sensational. And then... It was uh, it was completely designed from the ground up. Nothing to do with the okay. 50 cow, apparently, that in the videos. Yeah, yeah. but everything Hornady designs from the ground up, apparently, because <laughs> that started at a point in time. They didn't say when the ground started. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is true, technically. It's a like the melting tip saga. <laughs> so uh, the, yeah, the, the A-tips... Um, Probably the thing I've seen most uh, talk about is the price. 
Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, I'm not really sure what they what they're talking. So eighty to hundred US. So US dollars, yeah, sort of seventy, seventy, eighty, yeah, seventy to eighty ish, somewhere around there. Yep. Uh, Australian dollars, you're talking about one hundred and twenty nine or one hundred and thirty to one hundred and forty dollars, depending with you're in the six mil, six five, or thirty cal. So it gets quite expensive for those smaller calibers, particularly. You know, mm. It depends on your application. If you're sure. shooting it for ELR, where you go shoot maybe forty shots. 50 shots and that's it. Yeah, probably not so bad. But if you're shooting a PRS much where you're shooting a couple hundred rounds over a weekend, yeah, that's it's getting expensive. Yeah, it's getting very expensive. So, what is the major benefit that they're saying? Uh, I don't know what the marketing um, <laughs> department's saying, but I guess the you know, very brief look at it, the, the BCs are claiming a pretty pretty significant. I think one of the things that they, the consistency is what they've really pitched that because the aluminium being machined rather than the plastic being molded, uh, they can be much more consistent in, in that tip. Yeah. And the other thing that I, I thought I heard someone carrying on about was that they actually, you buy a hundred projectiles yep. and it's number 101 through to number 200 to come off of that machine on that day. Yes. Rather than Sequential being packaging. one and then one from, you know, today and one from Friday next year, you know, all going in a box together where the machine tolerances have essentially they wear like anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's the, the, the – there's a couple couple of points, but, yeah, the big – well, I guess one of them is a tip. Um, the, the tip is the, the, the big thing. Um, they do require or they, they generally recommend the seating stem – which is, of course, a Hornady product gone Hornady dies. I am guessing that Redding either has something that's already fine for it or they'll be releasing something for it. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, or you could take a cordless drill or a lathe and some lapping compound and one of the projectiles and, <laughs> and do pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like in terms of the pricing side of things, like I think you're, you're spot on as well, Brondy, where it's not necessarily like they're, they're pricier, but... Yeah, you know, a lot of the copper stuff is, is pricey and all that sort oh, of stuff. When you're running monos there, yeah. they get really expensive. But So if these are going to give similar performance to that, uh, if they're going to be as consistent, time will tell, uh, the, you know, they're not actually that ridiculous. Um, particularly, you know, so I saw a bunch of comments about Australian pricing and, of course, I've got a bit of an inside word on how that all works. But, um, you know, ELDs in the US are sort of about $30, $35 US a packet. These ones are about 80, so you're talking more than double. Whereas mm. here, ELDs are about 70 ish dollars a packet, and these are about 130. So it's, so it's just unfortunately not yeah, so it's about, not as bad. I'm talking that's in the six fives. Um, 30 is yeah. actually a little bit better. So it's 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 on par with the US sort of as a as a ratio. Um, yeah, it would yeah. be interesting to do a bit of a side by side comparison um, with uh, them compared to a um, mono. Or a, a full yeah. copper projectile, just you know, just taking some measurements over it. I've had heaps um, of interest in that thirty cal two fifty grainer. Yeah, well, that's yeah, right for that ELR. Because I'm, I guess, one of the things with monos, I, ha I have a huge amount of experience with them, yep. but generally speaking, they're a lighter projectile for the same length. Like the, yep. you know, the, they're a longer projectile based on any given weight. So you yep. typically get a bit higher velocities. Um, yep. Because there are lighter projectiles that you also then need faster twist rates and yep. all those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, so all sorts of limitations. Yeah, them, it gets a bit interesting. They work well. Uh, they work well. Moving on from the A tips um, or the uh, smaller A maps. 
20 cows. Uh, the Ruger Precision Rifle is being launched in 6.5 PRC and 3,100 PRC. Andy, do you know much about those cartridges at all? Not too much about the cartridges, um, but I did see some advertising on those rifles. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, obviously they've had pretty good su- um, success with the, yeah. the RPR. Yeah. And um, for the people who want the, the larger calibers to stretch it out, then it's, again, like a good, cheaper platform to to grab. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess the uh, the cartridges are a bit, you know, they're a bit bigger. They go a bit, mm. you know, run, run a little bit higher velocities and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how they go. But, you know, good to see some of those sort of, well, obviously Ruger and Hornady got a bit of a partnership because the PRC cartridges are Hornady sort of thing, but it's kind of nice to see some of those, you know, those become a little bit more common, a bit more mainstream. Do you think they'll pick up here or there's not really that application for them? Yeah, the the, the 6.5 PRC I'll get last. Yeah, yeah, that one. About. Yep. Yeah. 6.5 PRC would be a pretty, pretty decent hunting round. It's great. Um, you know, if you're talking sort of standard range hunting with those 143 ELDXs, yeah. that would be very hard to hard to beat. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's a short action as well, aren't they? Mm, good question. I would like to say yes, but I'm going to reserve judgment because we probably <laughs> should look it up. I, yeah, I'm not going to. I, I sort of thought they were more like they were in, be, in between a bit. Um, I reckon we've got people cringing right now going, oh, it's a, it's a short action, you idiot, which is probably a fair comment. I really should know. Let's have a look at it. There you go. We'll just, we'll just say it is, and if we're wrong, we're wrong. So good. Hey, speaking of ammo, um, which we kind of sort of were, Federal. Do you see the announcement from Federal? No, federal. It do, well, to be fair, it doesn't really relate to us here in Australia as far as I can see, but interesting for the Yanks uh, to know, um, and we've just lost a half our American audience calling them Yanks. Uh, the federal custom shop has opened, so you can basically buy factory-loaded ammo that's customised. So when you say customised, yep. uh, to what extent are we talking um, to everything custom? Your projectile of choice, your powder of choice, your charge weight of choice, your seating depth of choice? Or is it kind of like uh, yeah, somewhere in between? Yeah, somewhere in between, I believe. There's uh, there's there's some uh, ability to, to choose. Uh, we, But, you know, you, you, you can't do everything. It's still factory ammo. Um, so I suspect it'll be made to factory specs within the particular cartridges. Uh, let's see if they – I wonder if we can actually do it. Is this like the Jazzling for your ammo? Yes. If I knew what Jazzling was. No, the Jazzling. The Jazzling. Yeah, right. Yes. I suspect it is. Make something good even better. Yeah. Um, For those who are not familiar with what we're talking about, the Jazzling. Moving forward. Moving moving on. Go go look that up if you want to. Wondering how we order this stuff, um, whether there's an option there. They do shotgun cartridges and all sorts of stuff. uh, that's we're not we're not having much luck with these links. Perhaps it's not up yet. Uh, but anyway, apparently some sort of custom shop. So uh, the guys in the US that might be interesting to have a look. Uh, you can get tailor-made ammunition for yourself. That could be interesting. And uh, there's the shotgun loads they do. Some of the more oddball cartridges. Yeah, we'll see what that's all about. The other one that got announced was the – actually, this is probably just a touch before uh, – was the Vortex Razor HD 4000. 
Have you had a look at one of those at all, Bronte? Well, you've been eyeing one off, haven't you? I haven't seen one in the flesh yet. I yep. would be very interested to have a bit of a look with them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Scotty, uh, did Scotty a, Patel. Scotty yep. Patel did a video on it, and he did. It looked like it performed pretty, mm. pretty well. Um, you know, based on the price point, yeah. Jesus, it's going to be pretty, pretty competitive. Um, like it's pretty hard to beat. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, cross forms. Pricing from scoped out, of course, uh, is seven hundred and twenty-five dollars delivered, which uh, and how, is quite <laughs> is quite competitive. We might have to have a bit of a conversation, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think they retail about a thousand bucks now, so uh, or thereabouts, maybe nine hundred. Um, but they look like they're quite good. Um, Scotty was getting them out to about twenty-two hundred on reflective uh, consistently. But he, there was two modes and he got the wrong one or you used it the wrong way. Yeah, it's and a bit of a user error in the first part of the video. Yeah, but he fixed up in that. We'll make sure there's a link to that video around. But it's uh, yeah, worth worth checking out his, uh, his thoughts on it. He's played with plenty of rangefinders over the years. Well, it's one of those things that uh, I, don't, I can talk from my own personal experience. You sort of get to the point in your shooting that you're, you get limited by equipment. And when it yep. gets to ELR or extended ranges, one of the first things that really kills you is is a rangefinder to mm. find a rangefinder that will consistently range out to a mile on you know not necessarily the most reflective targets in the world yep. is not actually an easy task and then no. you start looking at things like beam divergence and all that um and you know you're ranging something at two k's but are you actually ranging what you think you are or yeah. are you ranging that tree that's about two meters to the left yes or 10 meters to the left or that hill that's a little bit further behind mm-hmm Mm, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a guy ring up, uh, spoke to him a couple of days ago and he's asking about, do I buy a rangefinder first or a Kestrel? Um, actually, I'll put that to, to you guys. What do you reckon? Uh, where's he shooting? That's the, at a range or private mm, properties? Private properties. How far is he intending on shooting? Because that's... <laughs> thousand, thousand-ish. Okay. You can drive that. If you're on private property, go out, drive it. What's he shooting at? Is he shooting at targets that he can... Okay, all right. (laughs) No, the the reason I ask that is, you know, if he's just... If he's intending on shooting at... um, He is planning on hunting. Hunting with it. So it's going to be essentially not necessarily the most reflective targets at um, random distances. Yep. Then, yeah, rangefinder. If it's a case of... He's shooting at known distances where he could put yep. set targets up, get it, get that distance GPS, the GPS or yep. something like that. Then the Kestrel, but I would have, I would have thought, you know, if it depends what he's running. Um, but a rangefinder is, you know, your phone apps are pretty good. Yeah. Um, and your atmospherics absolutely make a difference. Yes. But they really only start to make a difference beyond six, seven, eight hundred meters is when you start to really notice. And if you don't know what your target distance is you've got mm. oh yeah, and that's chance. right exactly <laughs> if, you, if your target's at 500 meters or 600 meters you <laughs> and you've thought it's at 400 meters you are going to miss because of that yeah yeah easily easily so oh anyway so yeah, new products so anyway that one looks uh, good uh razor hd 4000 um one of the quick one i saw from the show uh was or the last one I saw from the show was this one here somewhere i've got a link uh Steyer. I've released uh, rifles in Manor stocks, uh, which I thought was kind of a cool setup. Um, Style have always got, you know, they're reasonably good uh, stock, but they're always a little bit sort of hollow with the, that. And, and, yeah, chuck them into Manors. They look like quite a capable. They'd be good, like, long-range hunting rifle, I think. Uh, they, they could probably be relatively good on weight. I don't I didn't see which model. 
which model that he did with the with the Manus. Let's see if we can see it quickly here. But out in three oh eight and six five Creedmoor. Uh, be interesting to see what the price point is that because that might be a, a pretty good candidate for a um, production class PRS rifle. Assuming it's got an appropriate no. magazine. No. Well, you're talking. Oh, talking nah. two thousand three hundred and ninety five retail US, uh, so it'll obviously be selling for less than that. Um, yeah, it's probably starting to rule it out, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What's the magazine capacity? Uh, four round. So yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely not. Forget no, that. No, that's Scratch where that. edit uh, that out. Yeah, <laughs> and that staying in. But the uh, yeah, with that in mind, um, yeah, it would be probably good for a hunting run. Hunting gun, yeah. Oh, here we go. They do they offer a 10-round ten ten magazine, round. yeah. Yeah, you and I are both reading the same <laughs> sentence at the same time. Yeah, so they do have an option uh, with an adapter kit. There you go. Anyway, cool. So that was something else that I thought was interesting to see. That, it, uh, that That's not just your run-of-the-mill manners stock, though. It looks like it's uh, carbon fibre yeah. and uh, fiberglass, so that may explain the... Higher price tag. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no, it's not. It's not like it's ridiculous price, given that the setup it is. I mean, styles are generally really nice and, and always good setups, uh, and pricey as well. But you know, from a PRS point of view, it doesn't not likely the hit production in Australia. It definitely isn't in production in the US because they they got dollar limit on their rifle as well. Ah, right. A two thousand dollar limit. Ah, so, okay. Uh, whereas here we've just got a five grand sort of package. So. $20 scope on top and uh, <laughs> really nice ride. All the comps. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Speaking of cheaper uh, cheaper scopes, uh, we have a, a special for our listeners uh, on Scoped Out uh, where the Falcon Optics uh, are floating around and uh, they are doing uh, – it's 10% off for any of our listeners who use the code PSP Falcon. On scoped out, so you can save you know, sixty or one hundred and fifty dollars, depending which scopes you buy. Uh, have you used the Falcons at all, Bronte? I have played around with them. You have. I, yeah. I was actually really impressed. Because Steve you know, has yeah, one. Yeah, he's got one on his um, rimfire. Yeah, it's a they're a bloody good scope. Um, mm. Now for the price point, the glass is better than you would expect. Yeah. Um, they've got all the features, so yeah. they seem to track pretty well as well, which is probably the first thing that. Um, you'd expect it's going to suffer, but yeah, they um, yeah, they're a really good scope. Yeah. They're very affordable for to getting into it for sure. Mm, even cheaper now for that's our right, listeners. That's right, ten percent so off. That's until the end of uh, end of May as well. The other cool thing that's uh, in is podcast mugs. Are back, we got some <laughs> podcast mugs. So just in time for the PRS uh, coming up. So, um, but you can hit them up on Scope Out as well uh, while you grab your Falcon. As well. So, with all that money you'll save on uh, on your uh, Falcon, you can buy a mug and support us as well. I might need to hit you up for a scope, Rusty. Oh, there we go. This is just happening live on air. That's yeah. what's uh, that what goes on. Start anyway. the negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's mug, right. Mugs for free. That's right. Yeah, throw in the mug. He wants a free mug. <laughs> I reckon we can probably do that. Yeah. Awesome. The other thing, Dutchie, we need to get an update on you on how your stock is going. Last time you were fighting evil, um, evil checkering. Cr- crimes against gunsmithing, <laughs> I believe, was the charge. <laughs> yep, know a few of those. Uh, uh, yeah, no, right. it's going well. I've um, managed to fix the, well, not fix the front end, but inlay uh, 
the walnut in the front and mm-hmm. I'm starting to uh, plane it square. Okay. Um, I did have some trouble um, getting the walnut to cooperate. It is a deceptively hard wood. <laughs> yeah. It should be called something like granite wood or something <laughs> like that because it <laughs> prefers to chip rather than plane like softwood does. So that's Oh, really? Yeah. A bit of, bit of a learning experience, but I've had some I, experiences uh, with hardwood. Oh my god! Especially comments by Greg tonight, by the way. It, it's coming along nicely. I managed to get all my <laughs> edges to line up, Good. and uh, yeah, it's just in the in the clamping, in the gluing gluing process at the moment. So I've got it in the clamps. Yep. Um, yeah, and just according to the instructions from the manufacturer, I'll leave it clamped as long as possible. Okay. Um, because I did take a fair bit out of the original stock, I believe it. Uh, Will be stronger now with the uh, improved wood because well, with the granite on it, yeah, yeah, the granite, like wood, it's gonna the be granite wood, <laughs> pretty <I'm> solid. <laughs> like to call it because I believe the original wood was a beech or a birch. I can't remember. Yeah, yep. I don't know. It, uh, yeah, you'd be particularly stiffer. Yeah, the other one carved like butter, and this one just uh, the so walnut much. just chips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that was a bit of a learning curve, but okay. it's coming along nicely. I can put up some more photos if you guys like. Um, yeah, we'll get some photos. We'll, we'll get them up on the website. Website is, uh, well, we're on the Impact Dynamics website, but that's going to be tweaked a bit soon, very soon. So we will have some more areas for uh, for content uh, related to the podcast. So we'll get them up there very soon, uh, which will be good. Yeah, cool. So how long until you reckon you, you have it up and running? It will be a few months away still. Okay. I uh, yep. sort of run out of my spare time to devote to it um, in the future. So... I can I can see my spare time yep. going elsewhere, so it'll be it'll be a few months away. Still, I still want to um, reblue it and uh, better into the stock when it's all finished. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, just chipping away at it, at, at, literally chipping away at it. <laughs> so when you that was a woodworking joke, I was told to work <laughs> that in there. Oh, lovely, <laughs> nice. Thank you. So you intend to have a glass bit? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, just DevCon. Yep. Yep. When I uh, get around to it, I'm sure it'll come out as I have. Um, the intention was to use it as a comp gun. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I really need to just finish it off and yep. get out there and start uh, having a crack at some rimfire comp. Brilliant. Good. That's what we want to hear. Nice. So, uh, well, there's, uh, there's some news. Some news going on. Uh, the... If you guys saw on the firearms blog, they did a rangefinder article uh, comparison thing over thing. Now their their rangefinder show field test showdown requirements were that the where was it somewhere anyway they said that it had to have a price of over a thousand dollars US. So it cut out a whole stack of a uh, whole stack of Affordable. rangefinders. Yeah, that that yeah, including that. Uh, Vortex, although I don't think that Vortex would have been around when they did this. Yeah. So they had um, – oh, Dutchie, you want to read out? Can you see that from there? Uh, the Sig Kilo 2400 ABS. Yep. Uh, the Leica, Leica. Leica Rangemaster CRM2800.com. Now, uh, why, why is that a .com? Yeah, no. Just, anyway, it feels a very like late 90s, like – Putting .com on everything. But anyway, carry on. Sorry. Oh, I, I thought we were going to speculate why it was called oh, okay. .com. Okay, why, why uh, it's called .com? Did it have um, communications? Did it have Bluetooth? Yeah, so that's stuff? actually like a proper sensible answer. <laughs> You're killing us, man. I'm going to 2800.com. I feel like it was an acronym for something really catchy that we yeah. missed. Like, what is this? 
coming to, soon. That's what it is. Gone to 2800.com and there's nothing there to do with Leica. It's, uh, is that Chinese? Yeah, that guess. is Chinese. Yeah, that's, uh, that's to do with Leica. They're the new um, camera on the Huawei. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, there, you there you go. Now, now we've just worked out what it is. All right, good. Uh, that's a fun word to say, Huawei. Huawei. I've, I've pronounced it incorrectly probably. 16 times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've uh, also got sorry. the uh, Gunworks G7 BR2500. Mm-hmm. Personal favourite of mine. The, it's not. I've never You've seen, never heard never of it. Never seen it before. Never <laughs> heard of it. Uh, the Vectronix Terrapin X, the Vectronix Terrapin Original, and the Vectronix PLRF15. Pronounced Plurf, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, so some pretty high end gear on there. The I believe it's pronounced Plurfus. Plurf. Oh, no, that's one. That is the 15. That's the 1.5, not one. IS. <laughs> <laughs> I like sorry, the way he sorry went there. <laughs> uh, good. So, yeah, unofficially, it's the plurfus. I I would like to make that official. Can we can we take a vote in the room? All those in favour, say oh, aye. Uh, yeah, aye. good. All right, unanimous. Oh my god! And Greg Greg's in on it as well. Thanks. Good to have you back, Greg. Yeah, he does some bunch of reviews and and probably follows. I reckon he follows a similar format to Nick Vitalbo's sort of method that. He put out there as a standardization, which is really good. It's good to have those standardizations um, that people can, yeah, then utilize that as a test. So for, for those who are not familiar, Grundy, what book was it? It was a long range. I thought it was one of the applied from dynamics. Yeah, applied ballistics, sorry. Yeah. yeah. It was in one of those books. The the number two in the volumes of, of um, developments. Modern advancements. Modern advancements. Modern advancements. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Something so like that. Uh, Nick did a, a full article and, and big comparison, and, and it looks like this is sort of based on that side of things. So uh, it was it was good. It's one of those things that trying with something a piece of technology like this, yep. getting an apples for apples comparison is particularly Very difficult yeah. because you can read all the manufacturers' literature in the world, and what you're not seeing is the particular elements and stars and, you know, astrological mm. beings that need to align for it to actually <laughs> achieve the performance <laughs> that it claims it can do. I think you summed up pretty well uh, how the review turned out, although it's definitely, you know, it's worth looking at the comparison. Um, Bronny, what, did, what was your review on it? Uh, basically, if you're poor, you're out of luck. <laughs> Buy the best no, bit. Just get rich friends. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just go make some friends. You have yeah, stuff. basically, you've got to buy the... Um, Come to the club. Plurf, Plurf 15 or, or, you know, everything else is shit, basically. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty much it. A uh, couple, couple of points I wouldn't mind pointing out. A couple of points to point out. A couple of A-tips. Uh, the Sig Kilo 2400 really is, is pretty much a 2200, which is like a third the price, but it's got applied ballistics built in. So I sort of feel that that, you know, and probably actually the same with Gunworks. It, it has a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the drop data stuff in it. Uh, that's really what they're designed around. So they probably get there on budget, but not necessarily on designated performance. Mm. Um, but anyway, they're in there. They're in there. They qualify. So they did poorly um, in comparison. Though. Well, sorry. It's one of those things. And you're saying it did poorly. And you look at the graph and, yeah, it did pretty bad. But you also have to put it in the context of the distances that they're trying to sure. achieve with these. Yeah, the closest ranges. distance was 800 yards. So, yeah. Yeah. But the Sig Kilo didn't do too well on that. No, that did struggle a bit. It seemed to do better the next, what's that, 1,000 and 1,200. Yeah, just shy of 1,200. Yeah, so. it seemed to do a fair bit better there. Yeah. Um, you know, the Terrapin X didn't do horrendously bad, but no, when I mean, you compare it to the 
Yeah, I mean, you say that, but it, I mean, it's still smashing targets really consistently just shy of 2,000 yards. So that's, uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, we all want a plurfus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all of us have. Hashtag we all want a plurfus. We all want a plurfus. Get it trending. Yeah, not all of us have a plurfus <laughs> budget though. Yeah, this is, uh, this is very true. Well, one of us has to and then they're going to have lots of friends. Yeah. yeah, So if you want friends, get the plurfus. Anyone, <laughs> anyone looking for friends, buy a plurfus. <laughs> it's the uh, Dutchie's recommendation. Good. We had a slight conversation on uh, cleaning, cleaning rifles last uh, last episode. Not necessarily intentionally, but I put up a little uh, little survey to uh, poll. Poll's a word uh, for cleaning on Projector Warehouse because uh, it was related to some stuff we were doing on there, and we got a. Nearly 200 responses with some interesting results. So I thought I'd show them to you guys. And the question was basically, uh, do you clean or do you not clean? Right? What do you reckon the percentage, one way or the other? Anyone got any guesses? 60 40. I just, I just wanted to use the button. Sorry. Um, no, but not that far off. Well, can you retract that then? Because it was pretty close. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I can just play it again. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that close. Not close enough for a uh, for a ding. Bronny, what do you reckon? Uh, seventy thirty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, Andy. How come he didn't get buzzed? No, because it was pretty good. Because pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah, but without my initial one, you would have no idea where to go. Uh, you're right. Well, I should have well, well, locked no, them all in. Have been 50, 50. These are the kind of people you got to watch for at comps. <laughs> they wait for someone else to do all the hard work, get all the get all the good ideas, on, and then they come That's in actually to clean pretty up. Clever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think watch out for him. Look at that. Question is higher or lower? Ah, well, uh, Bronte. Oh, there we go. Sixty-seven thirty-three. Sixty-seven uh, guys. Uh, uh, Responses, 187 votes, uh, will clean, clean like crazy, and then 33% won't, don't even know what a cleaning kit is. So in other words, 33% of people know what they're doing and the rest don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, it's horses for courses. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's quite a mix, you know, like it, there's there's quite a, uh, a, you know, I was expecting to like look at the what's a cleaning kit response and see all the PRS guys in there and all the everyone else in the other one, but no, we we've got a fairly balanced uh, balanced mix there. What well, um, wasn't the original question about uh, copper failing? Probably, mm. yeah. This one was just like, uh, do you clean your rifle? So, mm. um, yeah, we we probably talked something. I mean, I'm not even sure it's related to a f- previous discussion. I just wanted to show you the gifts that I used because I thought they're quite smart. Uh, Anyway, we can move on if it's disappointed you, Dutchy. Sorry. <laughs> you know it has. I don't need to say anything. You just know it has. Right, we'll move on then. Hey, uh, so I don't, I don't remember if I, if I mentioned the last episode, but I went to Lithgow Small Arms uh, Museum, right. which was cool. Um, I was hoping to have a video out by now. I did a video while I was there and... Uh, it has turned into a monstrosity. Um, what I was sort of hoping to be like a 10 minute little episode of uh, the, the YouTube channel that we run uh, has ended up um, probably going to be three 15 minute episodes. Yeah, right. Because right. uh, Brian, who was there, took us through uh, everything and like obviously cut a fair bit of stuff out, but there's a lot of, you know, just the history of it, all the different firearms that were made there, the, you know, how the, um, the Owens gun came about and how this came about and how this, uh, trick shooter who didn't use a front sight on his rifle and end up drawing cartoons with a 22 semi-auto, you know, like just all these really interesting stories. I'm like, Oh, I don't kind of, you know, I want to, 
I want to put some of this info out there. So I have decided to turn it into a much bigger project than it was meant to uh, to be initially. So um, I will get that out. But if you uh, anywhere near Lithgow um, Small Arms Factory, um, no, sorry, that's what it used to be called, the Museum for the Small Arms Factory, make sure you get along. Uh, it's really worthwhile doing. They've got they've got they've got apparently an alleged shoulder mounted um, anti tank gun but if you can put that on your shoulder i am thoroughly impressed <laughs> i think that would be great fun to watch your mate shoot wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> from a distance like, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you could do that well, go for it go for it yeah 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 not wrong it's a uh, it was impressive and and um one thing they they actually are not connected a lot of people think they're connected to lithgow arms um but they're not they're they're actually a council run uh entirely different they're a museum that has no direct relationship apart from obviously being on the property and being the history of the okay. you know the manufacturing and 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 so they uh they're currently facing a challenge at the moment which uh new south wales changed some rules about something or other without really telling anyone and effectively have created a situation where any firearms museum is operating um illegally and has to something like 70 odd percent of their firearms have to be modified to comply with the law uh which would basically you know render that collection nearly worthless mm. um yeah which is ridiculous so there's petitions around highly suggest uh you jump on board with that um to yeah help out the museum um yeah because there are a bunch of volunteers involved with that and yeah it's really uh would be worthwhile, worthwhile uh, preserving that piece of history. Yeah, I saw saw some sort of little article about that. Yeah, making them so they can't operate. Mm, yeah, deactivating. Yeah. Yep. And then um, my thinking was, well, in that case, do you make every vehicle in a museum undrivable in case someone drives around in a mall? Yes. I mean, is no. That, is that I the mean, thinking? No. Yeah, know, it's know? crazy, isn't yeah. it? It's crazy. So... Anyway, jump on that, support that. That would be good. Hey, Andy, are you nervous? Am now. Yeah. You You're um, you've got a night shoot coming up. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, what's that called? The PRC. Yep. Precision Rim Fire Challenge. Yep. Um, yeah, they're hosting a night shoot down at Torrens Valley Rifle. No, not Rifle Range. Is it Handgun Range? Don't know. The range, Torrens, not Torrens in Valley, Valley. Range. It's actually nowhere near Torrens yeah, Valley. It's not even close, no. barely in the same state. Yep. yep. But anyway, yes. Um, yes, it will be held at night time. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it kicks off from about 6 p.m. Um, so by then it will be quite dark. It had a really odd starting time. Did you see that? It was a really – anyway, I'll look that up while you're telling us about uh, it. I did. I thought it was around 6. Yeah, it's around 6. 6. ish No, it's just some odd random time. Anyway. Okay. Um, um yeah, I'm not sure how many stages and bits and pieces they'll have, but I'll definitely um, be strapping a, a huge torch to the front of mine. Yeah, so what do you do to prepare for a match like that? Like, is it, do you need to bring your own torch or do you? I haven't prepared yet. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No, I did, I did see somewhere that um, rifle mounted torches you can use, uh, laser pointers you cannot. Right. A uh, competition from 6.09 p.m. I'm guessing that's, that's sunset. the, end of, yeah, the end of civil daylight or something yep. like that. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, okay. no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be completely different to what mm. we're used to. Um, yes, I'll probably just find the biggest torch I can 
strap on the front of mine and you know use that my, as a front rest <laughs> yeah i've got a lead lens x21 you can borrow but i don't think you have to hold your rifle up well i've, I've got a like a, what's it, a huge night core night yep. core one it's pretty big but I'm, my thinking is the more you see the better surely you know <laughs> yeah unless you have to do a lot of freehand shooting oh that's all right <laughs> i'm not good at that anyway so <laughs> i wonder if uh, they permit like night vision optics or like night vision scopes I don't know. Yes, um, so. Does it? Didn't does read it anything say? about it. Yeah. I mean, thermal probably won't be too much help to you. No. But no. Uh, you know, your typical IR style night vision. Okay. I think the uh, problem with that is, though, if you're running around, well, not running, but if you're trying to look for targets, um, you've got to have your scope up the whole time. Where with the torch, you sort of flash around and then bring your rifle up. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could be yeah. super tactical and have the night vision. Like binos. Oh, yeah. Okay. Run irons. Have you just, got some? Just don't shoot first and let other people find <laughs> it. <laughs> just take, take Bronte's. Listen course. to the expert. Yeah. Uh, listen to, uh, yeah, we've yep. just experienced that. Bronte's never been first at a match yet. So, as in shooting first. <laughs> that, was, that was laying the smack down, wasn't it? Oh, that, <laughs> Sorry, that man. was a pretty low blow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you haven't shot a stage first, have you? Uh, yeah, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I take it all back. Yeah, all starting back. with a B tends to not help in the oh, alphabetical yeah. order thing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Should should always be on last names. Either way, I'm pretty set. I'm, I'm set either way. I'll start pretty late. Who would go first out of us? Old mate. No, in last names. Oh. Yeah, I think it's too old, mate. Still <laughs> it's still Andy. Yeah. That's all right. L. L. Before P, before R, before J. Now I'm showing. Is it before J? No, J go first. I, I'm, alphabet's not my strong point. Yeah, this isn't the alphabet <laughs> podcast, is it? <laughs> yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want that, says to be straight. Go, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's start that again. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all I all I know how to do is this. Do any of you know the full um, alphabet? Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm still the, learning, um, mate. I'm still learning. Oh, what do they call it? Is it in the military? Uh, Alpha, Bravo, uh, the Charlie. Phonetic alphabet. Oh, the phonetic yeah. alphabet. Anyone yeah. know the, yeah. the full lot? Yeah. All right. Give it to us, Bronte. Go, Go on. on. Oh, I'm not going to do it in order. Nah, That'd let's do it. Boring. Uh, okay, let's, Just let's throw random ones at me and I'll answer nah, them. Nah. They'll be a bit more efficient. All right. All right. Spell out. What am I drinking here? Han Super Dry. Spell that out. First one's Hotel. Hotel Alpha. <laughs> Hotel Alpha Hotel November, Sierra Uniform Papa Echo Romeo Delta Romeo Yankee. There you go. All right. Uh, Would you like a super drive? <laughs> sure. Uh, what is uh, what is M? Mike. All right. What is nine? Uh, niner. Well done. Good. And four? Four. It's a four. four. It's a, it's F-O-W-E-R. I didn't know they did numbers four. as well. Yeah, they do not numbers. Oh, right. Yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah, four. What's what? Uh, no, you already said that one. I, b- I believe that is an American one. It was four. Yeah, that's right. There we go. <laughs> one, one more. Um, Q. Well, they've got three is tree, and that's... No, they've got three is tree. This is misleading. Yeah, yeah. Should have asked him how many, that one. Uh, how many people are over there? Tree. 
Nah, people, mate. Tree. <laughs> no, people. It sounds Irish. Well, the whole idea of it is to have words that don't sound like other, any of the other words within the Letters, phonetic alphabet. Things. Yeah. Hey, mate, what's tattooed on my back? Sick. <laughs> 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 Dude. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Uh, good. good. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> That's, that was that was worthwhile talking about, definitely. There's a there's a match coming up that none of us are shooting. You're not, you're not shooting it, Bronte? I haven't decided yet. Oh really? Oh, see, I thought you were shooting. I think you should. Probably should. Have you got a gun that works? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, that's a bit rude. Uh, uh, rude, I, but fair? I think the question I didn't is, say it was not? wrong. I just <laughs> said it was rude. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, no, technically I don't have a gun that's actually zeroed or has any ammo for it. Yeah, you should shoot it, definitely. I should. Yeah. Now we may have potentially someone shooting it, so uh, that makes for a more interesting dynamic because, Andy, what are you doing at the PRS? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, um, some sort of ROing and helping and... Yeah, yeah, I believe it could be on target repair slash uh, just spotting and helping out. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Well, I'm uh, I'm meant to be running around with a camera, which is like one of my goals of doing a PRS match was to actually film one. Uh, so that should be really good fun. Um, I've got to probably get some camera gear sorted out. Um, always a good excuse to buy some camera gear. Um, oh, look out. Dutchie's walked oh. in with a whole six-pack. <laughs> He's gone... He's gone crazy. The man's gone mad. Welcome back. Like a big welcome back. I can sleep here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's no sweat. It's easy. What, what, what was I meant to bring? One beer back. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Party. <laughs> Thanks. Party for one. Uh, I've, I've got a Vectronics if you guys want to be my friend. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't have any beer, so yeah. 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 We're, we're out. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, well, see, that's it. You can either spend... Well, 15,000 on a Vectronics or like 15 bucks on a six pack. You have just as many friends. Yeah. Well, only probably for about half hour though. Yeah. And only yeah. six. No one really likes Vectronics, I suppose. A plurf is friends for life. So, uh, Andy, you, you're keen to, you're looking forward to ROing and being involved in that way? Yeah, mate. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. You done um, much of that? Done a little bit, just uh, helping out here and there. At the club? Yeah. Not too much ROing a stage by myself, well, not by myself, but yep. as like, head RO of that stage. Sure. More just spotting and scoring and things like that. Yeah. Um, which sure. is probably what I'll be doing again. So yeah, that's nice. right. Now you shoot regularly down at Monado. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we've probably got some guys listening on their drive over. Mm-hmm. Um, hey guys, how you doing? It's a bit early, isn't it? Well, you know, like not, not these everyone. These things are released strategically. Well, already. that and also not everyone listens to these the second they go up, which you're a good example of because you listened to an episode that you said, oh, that new episode today was great. Mm. I'm like, yeah, that went up a week ago. Yeah. So, f- for example, you. you um, I'm, I'm up with it. Yeah, that's exactly yep. right. So people will perhaps be driving over now to Monado mm-hmm. or they'll be like, this will be 2021. And they'll be like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> Is that a little bit like the PRI video? Yeah. Yeah. yeah except uh, that's uh, that's damaged. Proper damaged. Oh, proper broken. Proper broken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, when I've got some spare, like, 800 bucks, I'll try and get the hard drive fixed. But I... That's yeah. proper broken. Yeah. <laughs> proper, proper broken. Anyway. Um, yeah, dog ate it. Uh, the, yeah. Yep. Sure. My Definitely. guess is it had a fight with gravity. You know what? Uh, I wish it was. I wish it was that clear. 
I wish my broken hard drive was that clear. Like the ones that Butters broke in the, in the US and dropped out the back of a buggy and mm. hit the ground and then wouldn't work anymore. That one definitely uh, hit the, hit, have, had a fight with gravity, yep. which was uh, Butters induced. Um, but anyway, I can't blame It tends to have that, that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> I drives. What were we talking about? Uh, yeah, so you shoot at Monado a bit, Andy. Yep. You're looking for home range. I'm looking for tips, tips. Um, for our listeners who are perhaps on the way here or would love to come and join and hang out with us and shoot a match on a non-PRS weekend anyway. What's some tips? Tips, tips. Actually, you should, tips. you've you shot there a bit as well, Dutchie, back in the day. In a, in a previous life. Yeah, yeah. doing metallic, metallic silhouette. silhouette. All right, well, tips around, around the room. A tips. <laughs> Dutchie, a tip. Wouldn't it technically be a D tip coming from Dutchie? <laughs> and I'll be an A tip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are the A tip. <laughs> that would make you a B tip, Rondi. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, All right. you get that. Let's go with some A tips. <laughs> so, Andy, let's, uh, All right. let's do it. Um, I've found that the, the flags are deceptive. Yes. Um, the wind will be one way in the morning and switch in the afternoon. Okay. Um. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, we should clarify there are flags on the the corners of the range to, to mark out the range. What's that? Um, 500 and 300, was it? No, 500. Yeah, 500 and two. 200. 200. Yeah, there's a flag on the back of each mound. Does the uh, pig farm smell come in in the afternoon still? No. No. There used to be a pig farm nearby and when the wind would change, you would start to smell it in the <laughs> afternoon. All oh, right. I just thought it was just general musk of the attendees. I thought that was Nick. My bad. <laughs> No, his normally starts in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I haven't had that one. Sorry. B-tips. Oh, the Mirage is pretty mm. – pretty, um, You reckon that's going to be a big issue in, in – oh, As, as far as picking your wind direction. Is it going to be more, more – eh, Maybe not in March May. so much. May. 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 In March it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but May perhaps not quite as much. Okay. Good. Dutchie, what, what about you, mate? It's been a while since you've been up there. Has been a while. Uh, I don't know. Hit the targets. Yep. Um, listen, listen to the range officer. Let someone um, else go first. Let someone else go first. Shoot in the same direction helps too. Oh, that's that's just an assumed one. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Butters is shooting. Oh, really? <laughs> Fronty's, uh, Fronty's just kind of gone, maybe I will we'll shoot this one. <laughs> oh, I think, um, what do we got? We've got like a dolomite sort of. Dolomite, like sand, not sand, but gravel. Mm -hmm. Don't kick gravel into your rifle if it's on the ground. <laughs> yep. Good. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely good Wear advice. Wear enclosed shoes. Yep. Yeah, long sleeves. I reckon I make sure I'm wearing like a thick long sleeve shirt. Otherwise, you get that gravel rash on your elbows. And yep. pants. Yep. yep. Rather than shorts is probably. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I think, that, did that video ever get released, Rusty? Which one's that? Of one of no yourself pants. in um, <laughs> without uh, pants. Well, everyone knows plenty of videos going like yeah. that. <laughs> no, sure. That's, 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 that's not on his website. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one of yourself uh, taking oh, a ripping bit of my skin knees. Off your knees uh, uh, in uh, Darwin. There, I don't know if uh, the I don't know if the video came out. Um, I certainly have put photos up of me ripping skin, skin off my knees. Yeah, unsure, unsure on that. But the photo's definitely up. And, and ever since that match, I will, uh, will always 
is a test to wearing long pants, long, long pants. Just gone fancy for a second there. Uh, long pants. Don't worry, it left just as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sustain that. <laughs> My pants are itchy. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, long pants, always for matches. Always matches. <laughs> so as far as tips on shooting at Monado. Yeah. D-tips. Are there um, facilities to stay on range? Yeah, yeah. Plenty yep. of people camping and staying and doing all that sort of gear. Yep. Are you going to get a chance to come up? I'm, I'll come up as an observer, I believe, on one of the days. Yep. Um, hopefully. I'm not sure Not sure what one yet. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking to get up there. and. Nice. I believe it's on a particular date. Mothers are welcome to attend. Highly recommended. Mm. Yep. They will be well looked after. I haven't asked mine yet. but Your mum? Mm. Mine's away. Joe. I'm guessing Butters' mum will come with, like she normally does to most matches. Butters' mum's always has to has to come. It wouldn't be a match without Butters' mum there. It's true. It's uh yeah, she's uh she's part of the uh part of the, part of the match. Well, that's a bit rude calling her furniture, Bronte. Yes. <sighs> Just because you've got like a, an ever growing rivalry with Butters doesn't mean you have to insult the family. Oh my god. <laughs> I reckon that's about six times now. <laughs> oh, I think it's been more than that. <laughs> it's been more than that. Thanks, uh, thanks, Greg, for reappearing on the show. Uh, probably have to pay him royalties for this and we won't be able to afford his royalties. There's no chance. Yeah, your plurf days are gone, mate, now. <laughs> <laughs> no friends. No friends. That's all right. It's cheaper that way. That's the end of the uh, the tips for, for Monado? I think so. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say that that wind is, uh, can be super painful. Um, if, uh, yeah, if we are going to, if we get some good winds, they get real switchy. Um, they often come down range and then cross range and then down range again and cross range. So you get a lot of that, a lot of that movement, uh, which is good fun and they can be, they can be up and they can be really be up. But the, yeah, I mean, that's all part of the, the fun. There'll be plenty of, uh, the, the range is set up. It's not like there's one backstop at 500 metres. There's there's stepped backstops at 200, 300, 385 and f- and 500. And so you will, uh, yeah, you, you know, the, the ones closer in, you get some fairly good indication. One of the downsides, well, not say, not say downside, one of the challenges that you face shooting at Monado is that all the targets that aren't on mounds are generally about metre to two metres in the air. Because uh, because of rules, but anyway, the the downside of that, of course, is if you miss, it's really deceptive on taking a reading from it. So not so bad if you're like shooting at two hundred and fifty meters in front of the three hundred meter mound. Not not so bad. You know, only got fifty meters to worry about. But when you're shooting a two hundred meter target with a five hundred meter mound behind it, that gets really deceptive where your bullet goes. Seems to be hitting really low. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, you, you think oh, I'm just off the target to. The to the mm. left or whatever it is, but it's uh, it's challenging. It's challenging. But I do know, I do, I do have a slight inside word on some of the cause of fire. Mm. Trav has written a match with that in mind uh, nice. to try and minimise it a little bit. Um, yeah, otherwise no one's going to have heaps of fun. There's certainly some challenging targets in there, but there's not like there's not like 80 targets that are not on backstops. Mm. So you won't be... Uh, won't be just missing everything because I have shot a match like that with Butters in the US where nearly every single target didn't have a backstop behind it and it was a couple of meters in the air and they were like one shot shots so you like shoot be like oh no idea where that is and I'm now I have to go somewhere else with it and it was a 
tough horse of fire. You had to be bang on. And the winds were 15 miles, 15, 25 miles an hour. Um, it was a tough match. It was a real tough match. And there were some really good shooters who also said it was a tough match, um, not, not including me or Butters in that equation uh, at all. So it was a, uh, it was a challenge. Our mate Josh Goodwin shot that match, his first ever match. And fortunately enough, he still enjoyed himself, uh, which, was, uh, which was good. Because <laughs> uh, that type of match as a first match would be a real tough one. I thought you, I thought you were about to lean in there. Oh, I leant in and then I was just self-censored. <laughs> <laughs> That's what edit buttons are for. <laughs> no, well done. Well, expanding it beyond Monado, because uh, uh, this, is, this is probably going to come out Days in advance. Uh, what about Bronte? If you're gonna, you know, you're, you're now deciding whether you're about to shoot it, and obviously, you know, we're going to suggest that people do. But um, what would you need to do? What would you prepare yourself at this point to get ready for it? Oh. What are some of the key things? <laughs> My situation. The reason I'm a bit hesitant about shooting it is because I don't have a, currently have a gun that's zeroed or any yep. ammo for it. So I'd need to finish doing my load development. Actually, loads of ammo would probably be the first one. Yep. And and then yeah, secondly, zero the gun would also okay. Would generally <laughs> generally helpful. <laughs> These are very useful things. What about beyond that? If you if you got that all squared away, what's the, what's the next step? Uh, trigger time, um, okay. if <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> Stacking it all in your yeah. favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, obviously, whether you have the ability to live fire, um, mm-hmm. obviously, dry fire is great. But it's still, in my view, not a substitute for actual rounds downrange. Yep. Because, um, you know, particularly from horribly uncomfortable positions where you need to take multiple quick shots mm-hmm. because dealing with recoil, albeit a lot of the guys are running brakes and six and six and a half mil guns that are stupidly heavy. But if you're in an uncomfortable position, mm-hmm. it still does move the gun around a bit. So that's... Sure. Probably something that I'd be mucking around with, given given the opportunity. Yeah. Um, obviously, making sure all your your stuff is squared away. Uh, you've got all your dope cards and bits and pieces that you'll need printed, or make up. I, I sort of make up a little bit of a table thing that I can scribble my distances and whatever yep. else in. What do you so to interrupt, Andy? What do you do for that side of things with you in Mildura? What did you do for your data? Data, yeah, I've got the um, little card on the side. Yep. sits on the card on the side. Um, and then I took – I used my uh, Kestrel to take a reading in the morning before we all started yep. um, and then pretty much looked at the stages in the book, wrote down my drops. Yep. Um, and then I'll transcribe that onto my little data card. But then I took multiple readings throughout the day. I was going to say, how yeah. often did you do a reading? Um, probably every three stages. So that would have been – Okay. What was that best? When we start seven, you're talking probably about every two and a half to three hours. Then, yeah, I think I might have done it a bit more in the mornings because obviously it's cold in the mornings yeah, and, and it warms up, up a bit quicker. Did you find any appreciable change in your data over the course of the day? Not much. No, I like, think so. I think it's six hundred meters. It might have been point two, maybe point three mil. And that's that was a maximum shift. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. So not not heaps. No, we didn't have a. It wasn't a, a big shift in. Um, in temperature though either like we we used to work on the rule of thumb of uh every time you took a layer off check your data that's a good idea so like at the period the first mildura prs i think i was wearing a t-shirt a jumper a 
a thicker jumper and a jacket, right? So, and I ended up down into a T-shirt because um, <laughs> people paid me enough money to do. No, um, because, uh, yeah, it, it did actually. <laughs> That's another sound effect. We'll uh, get that. Um, Give us five bucks and I'll show you, Mum. <laughs> So we, uh, you know, obviously it, as you as you strip off your layers, if your j- jackets, jumpers and stuff like that, every every time that happens, generally that's enough of a difference to be worth checking. Strip stages. This is target. Strip. Yeah. Now where that runs out is when you're in Darwin and you, uh, well, it's pretty consistent up there anyway, but when you go from T-shirt to still in your T-shirt to still in your T-shirt, but you just sweat more. So I, I go on a sweat gauge. It's just... Mm. Seems to work. So, yeah, there we go. That's pretty much what I use, just the Kestrel. Yeah. Um, obviously, checking it throughout the day is good. It just makes sure that, you know, your mindset is like, yep, that's what I'm doing. It's still good. Cool. And, yeah. Sorry, Bronte, do we have interrupted? I thought the, the data transposing was always an interesting thing to see how people go about that. You you said you do up a chart? Yeah, I mean, as sort of Andy alluded to, where we're shooting here, it's pretty consistent. Yep. Your, your, D, your, like your DA doesn't swing massively um, and they're now only out to 500 metres. If you, know, if, you, if you were shooting out to, you know, a mile, two miles, you know, yep. it, like the, the king of two miles stuff, Massive. then yeah. the DA change from, you know, yeah. 7 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon would massively affect your data and it would be enough to actually that you completely miss the target. Yes. Um, whereas, you know, what we're doing here perhaps – yeah, you Isn't you so might much. take a, a reading or two over the day. A morning reading's smart, and then a you know sort of a, a coffee time reading as well is uh, is not silly either. Because um, you might, you know, particularly if you if you end up on a K-way or rack at five hundred meters, or you end up on like some couple of small targets out of that distance, yeah, it could be enough, mm. or at least you want to stack it in your favour. So, well, any error you can eliminate is one in your favour. Well, this is not wrong at all. This is not wrong at all. And if all, if all else fails, I've got um, a little data card in my scope cover, yes. cover cap yep. thing. So if I Kestrel battery dies, uh, my notes have blown away, I can just flip that up and that sh- should be pretty close. I'll mm. at least be able to see a miss and then correct. Yeah. Yep. That's fair enough. Do you have that printed off to you, Bronte? No. No. You just have battery chargers with you. Oh, Kestrel takes AA batteries, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, pretty readily available, and then obviously got ballistic programs on my phone. So if all wheels fail, I'll just use that. And then yep. if that fails, I'll guess <laughs> or just take somebody else's data because it's only out to you know 500, 600 meters. It's yeah, be close. You know, you take someone who's running a similar projectile with a similar velocity. You're yep. going to be within QE. Yeah, or if you just take their data. Um, they're probably not going to do much better and therefore at least you have someone hanging out down the bottom with you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Competing for last. That's right. <laughs> Butters, guard your data. <laughs> guard your data, mate. <laughs> it's coming for you. Good plan. Good plan. Dutch, you strike me as a guy who just remember their data. When you were when you were spotlighting yeah. doing that sort of gear, is that more what you did? It that is pretty well what 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 was going on. I yep. just only had the two rifles and only shot the two projectiles, so pretty well knew what they were doing out to as far as I needed to use them. So, yeah, but it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, oh, it's just instincts. Probably four or five years since yeah. I've shot properly. So, I will be coming at it from a very inexperienced, yeah, role. So, I feel like I have to get out there and just shoot and get some uh, 
time behind the rifle before I can um, even contemplate. Yeah. Um, doing much can, of that? Yeah, doing yeah. much. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still shooting AMAX that are no longer produced. <laughs> uh, so I'll get rid of all of them and then move on to something different. A-tips. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. probably not A-tips. <laughs> just, yep. nah, it's just... Just something. It's just offensive. Until they release them in the 7.6 Creed, I'm not interested. Um, How's that petition going, by the way? It's going well. Yeah, good. They are not liking my uh, petition. Good. Because I'm the only one on it. And I just keep resending it. <laughs> Sir, please stop harassing us. Well, you shouldn't have said you were going to do it. <laughs> That's right. No, I think uh, for me and I guess for anyone else looking to get out there is to just get out there, have a crack, get mm-hmm. some, uh, get your reloading so you um, what is it? The yeah, standard deviation and yep. extreme spread are nice and low, and get some uh, good data. Find mm. a mate who's got some expensive gear and borrow that for a bit. Plurf, plurf buddies, plurf, plurfus, yeah. <laughs> who's who's also got I don't know chronograph, but it's reliable. Yep, that'll be good. Um, yeah, you don't need to go out and buy all this. There's plenty of friendly people at the club. So yep. FWPs. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what they are, but um, friends with plur- plurfs. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'd just really need to get some time out. Auto tricklers as well, that's pretty handy. With what? Auto tricklers. Yeah, you want one of those. (laughs) No. Hand hand weigh him on a balance beam. (laughs) Tell you what, if if someone's got a plurf, if someone's got a plurf, they've probably got an auto trickler as well. That's true. (laughs) But anyway, yes. Yep. Hand hand scale and beams. Hand scales. The balance beam. Balance Uh, beams. Hand loading. Yep. (laughs) It'll work. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. It works. Chuck it in there, and it comes out the same as every other one you did. In there. <laughs> well, I look forward to your first competition, Dutchie. It shouldn't be too far away. Yeah, I've got uh, enough for a small club shoot loaded. Yep. Uh, I just don't know what velocity they're running. So, it's uh, what chronographs for. I get. Oh, I was just gonna guesstimate when it comes out. Oh, I reckon that one. Was, uh, <laughs> just, oh, that was a little bit it. faster. Oh, yeah, that's just a, it. Yeah, SD's probably a little bit. Yeah, up. oh, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> oh, that one came out in the end. That one's still good. <laughs> Wow, that's better than the last time I went shooting. <laughs> yes, it came out. We're not <laughs> right, well, we've uh, we've increased our percentage significantly if it comes out in the end. Yeah. Don't no, worry. but I'd, I'll do all that. Also, that balance beam may not be accurate. But just, just oh, it's accurate. It. It's been sent away and polished, and it's the most <laughs> accurate scale yep. in my house. <laughs> <laughs> How many scales you got, by the way? Just the one. <laughs> um Excellent. No, I'd probably just get out there and uh, probably go to one of the practice days and actually get some uh, rounds on target because it might be different to what your calculations are. So yeah, uh, I found that from shooting that mm. actual um, nothing beats where the bullet goes. Exactly. Yeah. Bullets don't lie. No, they don't. But advertising companies do. Yeah, <laughs> ballistic coefficients, <laughs> all of that. Tell you what. VCs are getting they're better. They're bloody honest though yeah. these days. I must admit. Because they get called out so much. Yes, they do. Exactly yeah, right. a, they went up and then they came back down and <laughs> they're going back up again. Yeah, true. Very yeah, true. I, I've got to say, I particularly, well, I know there's some people who get pretty excited when you start talking about Here we, ballistic solvers. Here we go. Here we um, go. But we'll have that discussion one night, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, within um, supersonic... Well, supersonic, and arguably, depending who you talk to and what solver you use, beyond that, yes, the, the you know the modern solvers, ABs of the world, are, are pretty bloody accurate, especially when you're running the custom drag curves. Yep, 
you get a good muzzle velocity off a, a reliable crony, which is pretty easy these days between lab radars, magnetic speeds, the Pretty, pretty good. Pretty yeah. bloody good. We we live in a pretty uh, good good time, don't we? You go back 10, 15 years and oh. a lot of this was a pipe dream to, to, oh. to make it as accessible. Guys could do it, no doubt, um, but to make it as accessible as it is. Oh, you know, these days to shoot a thousand metres, yep. it's not actually that hard really. Here comes the brag. Here comes well, the brag. You, you, give them, <laughs> you give someone, uh, you know, well, you take a factory rifle, ticker attack A1 or something like that, run the yep. Hornady factory ammo. Yep. And it's capable of doing that just about. Well, impact, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much you, you get that all day. Yeah. 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 No, fair cool. Fair cool. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think we, uh, we've we probably covered all sorts of stuff tonight and all sorts of fun. So uh, we hope to see many of you at the uh, Kestrel Monado meltdown coming up in a few weeks. Uh, those who are interested in that PRC, the Precision, uh, it was a practical rimfire challenge night shoot. When is that? It's 25th of May. Yep. 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 I had a family dinner booked that night. I've pushed Cancel it. that. I pushed it to a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to prioritise these things. This is, uh, this is yeah. good. I, uh, I'm actually going to be in Melbourne that weekend for Hunt Expo which will be interesting to see how that goes. So if you are in Melbourne and you want to get down and check out gun stuff, uh, we will be at right at the front of Hunt Expo, uh, which will be good fun. We've projected our warehouse scoped out and uh, I know Delta Tactical Boys are going to be there and a few others. Uh, and then, of course, you know, some of the bigger companies and such. So should be plenty around for that. Uh, so hit us up if you're in Melbourne or you're going to be there that weekend. And what else is travelling? The weekend before I'll be in Penrith for the gun show there. So between all of these events, hopefully we see some of you guys and, uh, you know, grab yourself a mug and go for that. Uh, don't forget uh, the discount code for Falcons is PSP Falcon. Uh, if you are a listener and you get access to that. Anyway, guys, thanks for coming in. No worries. Um, good fun. Thanks to Greg for being here as well. Oh, my God. That's it. We're done. Cheers, gents. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.